like just one good piece of pirate media. Like just one. Holy right? shit! That just showed me this guy. Anyway, what? It, it it shouldn't be that hard, right? Because we had we have black sales, um, which is fucking terrible. And I guess we have we have the one Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I I kind of like the other two. I'm I'm like I'm apologizing towards the other two. Um, so we what's have the, the one Pirates of the what's Caribbean. What's the funny movie. one where they cook him on a spit roast? That's two. Uh, that's, that's three. <laughs> I no, think, that's two. That's I two. think it's two. That's two. That's two. Yeah. I remember liking that one, but I only saw yeah. it one time. I like two. I like three. I like. I like seeing, um, you know, Elizabeth Swan become a pirate captain. That was fun. Um, you know, so I, I like. I like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's the first movie, you know, I think that's kind of a classic. I love that. Um, and then you have like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and it's the same thing as Black Sails, right? And only half of it is good, and you can't stand the other half. Um, the other half, you mean Edward? What about I mean, like all the I, no? I, Crossbones, like, like John Malkovich. Edward. Yeah, what about Crossbones with Johnny? I'm sure I heard that was real good. Um, yeah, no, no. Like I mean, this, I mean, yeah. you get, you get, stuff, you get, you get, you get stuff, you get stuff like. <laughs> that's why. It, that's why it's on season two. <laughs> and not canceled. Did it really? Right. Did it? Did it? No, it got canceled. Oh, <laughs> because it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I heard really horrible things about it. Yeah, me too. Um, so, <laughs> God, where was I before we went to Crossbones? I didn't even give Crossbones a look. Uh, pi- really Pirates, Monkey Island. So Monkey Island's great, right? Monkey Island's great. But then, you, then we have Raven's Cry, which just came out. And Raven's Cry, I want to tell the story of Raven's Cry, because Raven's Cry is a so game before that they showed back in 2008. Before you do yeah. that, before you do yeah. that, let me just mention, this is the Enemy Slime Podcast. <laughs> uh, this is episode number 64, like the Nintendo 64. And, episode uh, 64! And I'm Jared, and I have with me Lucio. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. I have uh, Lord Pirate Jay. Be brave, cocksuckers. We have Doug. Hey, make sure your kids aren't drowned to death. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, uh, I'm, obviously I'm so that glad. Super Bowl still is sticking with you. I'm, I'm so glad Doug reminded us we got to talk about killing kids today. Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. And we don't actually... going on in the podcast. We don't know where Michael is. He's. I have a suspicion he's at a bar. He got called into so. the tiger pit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's at the zoo. I forgot. He's working. He's one, of, one, of the, one of the tigers is working. sick. He's he's and, uh, he's staying late to care for the tiger. Um, it, making a poultice to put on its wounded paw. Yep, yep. He uh, he got some honey and some mud, and he made a little, you know, like a like a compact that you put on there, and uh, that tiger is going to be healed up in no time. So we salute you, Michael. And now let's talk about Raven's Cry because I think that it has one of the funniest like launch problems that I've ever heard of. I, I'm sorry. I'm I, Black Sails is still on in the background on mute, and I'm wondering why is Anne Bonnie having sex with this prostitute? Oh, why not with Max? Yeah. Um, it's just, why not? You know. I don't think I don't. Uh, it, it's Nassau. Anything goes in Nassau. Why? Uh, yeah, but there's only why? there's only why are the only two women in the show les- like lesbians, right? Um. They're the only two women on the entire fucking show. I mean, there's three, and the other one's a lesbian, too. <laughs> I think that's pretty progressive. Um, well I done. guess, but there are no, no, no gay guys, right? Well done, I mean, Black Sails. Have all these, 
you have all these men out at sea for long hours at a time, and they don't allow women on their boats. Anything happens out there. Engaging in gay sex does not make you gay. Right. Not when you're in sea. Not when you're at sea. Uh, all rules sea. go out the window at that point. I mean, haven't you met anybody from the Navy? They will tell you us. Yeah, it's normal. It's totally normal. Okay, some ravens cry. And you so, have to say no home at the end, by the way. So, what, so what happened there, Jay? So, so Raven's Cry is a game that's been in development a while, right? Um, I guess it showed up at E3 years ago. I, I forget how old it, how old it is now. Um, it's either 2008 or 2012. Those are two very different dates. But the game keeps getting delayed. Um, you know, and it looks very different from when they first announced it. Before, it looks kind of like it's quite clearly the PlayStation 3 era graphics, maybe even not. Uh, that high quality, and then it feels like Assassin's Creed comes out, or Black Flag comes out, and they feel like they have to delay it, right, so that it can be a bit more like Black Flag. Um, so they delay it, they see it's coming out in March, they have to delay it again, they see it's going to come out at the end of summer, they have to delay it again, they see it's going to come out um, in time for the holidays, they delay it once more, and then they delay it by four days after its release date, right? And when they finally do release it, it's digital only, and the physical copy won't be released until about three months from now. Um, or no, I'm sorry, about a month from now. It'll be released in March at some point. Um, so this game has all these massive delays. And I think as we've learned in the video game industry, when you delay a game, you're not delaying it because you want to make sure it's the best quality game possible. Um, you're delaying it because you have your own dick up your ass. and You don't know what you're doing. So I, I guess that's the case with uh with Raven's Cry. The I'd earliest... say it depends on the developer, but in general, you're right. The earliest trailer that I can find for it is 2011. It looks like okay. So right. three years. I mean, that's not a bad. Uh, I mean, that it is a bad development cycle considering the game that they gave, but but well, it's, it depends it's not on what you were planning to release it, right? Right, and was and were you planning for it to be German? But <laughs> okay, so we'll get to that in a second. But here's the thing: they, they, they. I, I watched some previews of Raven's Cry, and, and some kids had access to their earlier builds. And he walked through the towns, and everything feels a little empty. And he talks to the characters, and no one is voiced, or there are a little bit of voices. Uh, the combat looks stiff, all that kind of stuff. But you figure, you know, this guy is getting some early access builds. This has to be like the alpha version of the game. Uh, it turns out everything he showed us was really close to the final version of what they ultimately have released. Um, so it, it releases with a ton of launch day bugs. Like, it's not like it, they're saying now it'll be like Assassin's Creed Unity because they've released so many patches now and it hasn't even begin, begun to fix the problems with the game. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the weirdest bugs that you got within... Uh, if you downloaded this game within an hour or two hours of its release, you were sure to have this bug in which all the characters only spoke in German, and there was no option for subtitles. So, uh, But to be fair, it's very realistic, because everybody knows that the Caribbean was all German, all the time. <laughs> so, I, Historically I, I don't know. accurate. Yes. I don't know um, how you get to the launch window, how you get to your, your launch day. And you've released the game, and it's entirely in German. I know for a long time that this game was only scheduled to be released in um, in Europe, but I'm pretty sure um, not all European countries speak German. No, they I do. could be wrong. 
They do. Every every person in Europe speaks German. We had this okay. we had this war a while ago and uh, <laughs> we lost. The, yeah, we, we lost, and so so yeah, most of, <laughs> most of Germany, most of Europe knows German at least as a second language. So let me ask, let me ask, how does how does of all of all things in the world, how does that happen? <laughs> I don't I don't know, but it's it's an amazing problem. <laughs> It's almost like if they had released. I, I'm still waiting because the physical copy is not out yet. Yeah. But I'm waiting for like a disc printing error, and they accidentally <laughs> send out a bunch of like Hello Kitty games <laughs> with the Raven's Cry label on it or something. I mean, oh I feel God. like I feel like with Raven's Cry, they looked at uh, Risen Two, and they looked at Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and they said, "How do we take these two games and then make it worse?" Is that I don't what what kind of game is it? I don't even know. It's like an RPG. It's actually an RPG. Like a like a CRPG, like a top-down view or No, it's it's kind of it's um a lot more action-oriented. It's a, it's a third-person view. Oh, okay. Uh, it looks like they it looks like they borrowed heavily from Assassin's uh, Creed. Only whenever you walk up to an object that you can climb, you don't actually climb it. You just push spacebar to climb or <laughs> spacebar to jump. Um, so if you can imagine, uh, has anyone here played Risen 2 besides me? I don't, I don't think so. I think I played a demo, so I think I kind of know where you're coming from. Yeah, so it feels, it feels, it feels, uh, or at least from what I've seen of the gameplay, it's, it seems a bit like, uh, Risen 2, and, uh, that the combat is pretty, pretty stiff. There's, Risen 2 is almost like, uh, God, I guess, I guess sort of like, World of Warcraft of operating World of Warcraft was operating a tank. And I, I guess Risen 2 is one of the best terrible games I've ever played. Um, because it's not good, right? But there's so many like piratey things you can do when you can build your characters in so many ways and you can get them all sorts of gear to wear and put on. Um, so Ra- Raven's Cry has, has a combat system that kind of just looks very stiff and uh, and just adds like executions and all this kind of stuff to that Risen 2 gameplay. And then the other part of it is they have a ship combat. So you'll take your ship out to sea. Um, you know, you'll assault another ship a lot like you would assault it in a Black Flag, but then you get close and then the RPG mechanic takes over. So from there, you decide, you know, there it's a bunch of number sliders and you decide how many members of your crew you're going to sort of take aboard the ship. Um, you know, if your crew's successful, it's a numbers game. If you have more numbers than they do, then you win. Um, if they have more numbers than you do, then then they win. Um, then you decide what supplies others are going to take because you can only carry so much stuff back in your ship. And that's all kind of okay, right? It's like I I, I guess it's not the most um, the most terrible thing in the world. And I guess if you're going to make a a, a pirate game. If you're going to make like a kind of pirate game, you want to take your own approach to ship combat and how things kind of operate and all this kind of stuff. You don't necessarily need to jump aboard the enemy ship and have the, the swashbuckling action uh, like Edward Kenway does, because who wants that? Who wants something that's exciting? But anyway, if you're going to do that, right, I don't understand why you would borrow from Assassin's Creed so much, but then not borrow any of the good parts. Hmm. Um, what, what, whatever good parts are left whatever good parts are that well I'm, I'm specifically talking Black Flag and I think everyone agrees that in Black Flag um, the piratey like the actual pirate stuff was really cool um, I love taking on other ships it's just that you've done it for 
a long time, you get bored. Um, but you know, I love taking other shows. That was that was fun for me. I thought that was like one of the great parts of the of the of the game. Um, I didn't know this, but uh, Raven's Cry is developed by Reality Pump Studios. Right. Um, great pedigree. What? Did you, what? Great pedigree. There, we all know. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, venerable to you. If you if you're not aware, uh, they made one of the best games of the last generation, which is uh, Two Worlds, and then even better, Two Worlds Two. <laughs> Game of the Year edition. I just can't believe they couldn't think of a better title than Two Worlds Two. Three Worlds would have been better. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, yeah, that actually would have been fine. But then they got to program a third world, and that's ugh. they're not little money. I think these guys can't even get the game out in the right language. How are they going to program a third world? <laughs> oh Lord, what hope do we have? Uh, I don't know. So I guess, I guess if. Uh... If Raven's Cry comes out when it's supposed to come out um, as a physical copy, then I'll get a uh, a review out. But it doesn't really sound like it's going to be a review at this point. And look, it had a, it had an interesting premise as far as pirate media goes because I think people don't take pirates um, seriously in media. Like we we've had we've had a resurgence of all sorts of stuff nowadays. We've had a resurgence of fantasy, and and we now we have fantasy shit that people take very seriously. So we have you know Disney slew of movies like. Uh, uh, Snow White and the Huntsman and Maleficent and Into the Woods and all this kind of stuff. And then you have, like, Game of Thrones. And you have, okay, people are like, well, we can take fantasy a little more seriously. It doesn't all have to be hokey, um, you know, nerds dressed up in colorful robes and running around zapping fireballs, right? We could we could be a little serious about it. Um, and I don't think pirates have had that thing yet. I think Black Sails wanted to be that thing, but it's definitely not that thing. Um, and I think Raven's Cry is supposed to be like, here's this dark approach to pirates. Here's, here's like a guy who's an asshole. So you can feel free to be an asshole and be an actual pirate. And that's like a great premise, but, um, you can't make a game on a premise alone. I am, I, I cannot find a console release date anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's happening. (laughs) Or any info. And just just based off the reception that the game has gotten on Steam so far, I'm gonna go ahead and just go out on a limb here and say it's probably not going to come out on a console. Can I can I tell you what they had planned for their uh, collector's edition? Oh, do tell. Okay, so, um, uh, yes, it was the Raven's Cry Treasure Chest. It was called. Uh, let's see what's yeah, in it. Not a bad idea, unfortunately, so far in the game. Uh, <laughs> So what comes in the what comes in the treasure chest? Do they have a little list for us here on the website? Do they? Yeah. Please tell I me. I mean, I mean, it's it's still up, but it looks like they don't really tell you anymore what's in it. <laughs> Let's go to Amazon and see if they have the information. Um, At this time, oh all all it offers is sadness. I, I remember because I, I remember the treasure chest was like this absurd amount of money, right? Because it, it was something like. Um, 99 euros and all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's already out of stock on Amazon. Fantastic. Uh, for PlayStation so what does 3. it include? So it includes a strictly limited serialized edition. It's only one of 11,000 units worldwide in a wooden treasure chest. It has a nautical compass replica with sundial, 9 centimeters, made out of brass. A replica telescope that's extendable, made out of brass. Um, a sextant replica 
made of brass, art book with 72 pages, adhesive tattoos with pirate motifs, exclusive limited steelbook box, uh, multilingual game version. I think that's very important. So if you want, <laughs> if you want a game that's in English, you have to buy the special edition. Uh, exclusive in-game content, double-sided poster with the map of the Caribbean of the 18th century, bonus disc with artwork, wallpaper, uh, videos, and the game soundtrack. I have to say, though, all that shit sounds really cool. It does sound really cool. I just don't know that we'll ever see it. Well, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like they spent more money on like if, if this is true, if it if it if it ships and I get the the nautical compass and all that shit, I will let you know. Um, if this is true and if this actually happens, I feel like they spent more money on the special edition than they did developing the game. I mean, it sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and by the way, as a fun note, um, Mortal Kombat X, they announced its collector's edition today. Mm. And uh, it's 180 bucks, oh, wow. which is pretty high. And all it comes with, from what I can tell, is a statue replica of Scorpion. And um, That's an executive dick or something? Or what's... No. Uh, statue. Here, hang on. Exclusive Scorpion figurine. Um, in-game gold scorpion skin, and then a season pass. That's, that's it. That's it. Does that's it shoot what we chains get. out? Because that would be cool. <laughs> Actually, I don't even I don't even know that it is a season pass. It's just called the combat pack, which includes access up to f- for up to four add-on characters. And this is how much again? Uh, that's actually one fifty. I'm sorry, one eighty is if you upgrade to a steel book for the. Oh, that's terrible. I have to say, all this did was tell me, Lucio, don't buy the first edition that comes out. Wait until they release the ultimate edition with all the fucking characters already in it. Well, because I was looking for just just for the hell of it, I was looking at the um the special edition for Black Flag, right? And what is that? Isn't that something like 190? Uh... No, I think because because for the the um the last gener- generation it's significantly lower. It's something like seventy bucks for the special edition. Um, but for the new gen, let me see if I can get that one. Uh, the Black Flag special edition. I mean, it's available now for sixty dollars. But oh, what for? But is that for the? Uh... Yeah, with like the it's got it's got a little statue of Edward Kenway and yeah. But that's which which generation is that? Well, that's PS3. The PlayStation Four is available now, but it's. You you could get the Xbox One version for ninety nine. I guess when it came out, it retailed for one twenty nine. Okay, so that was so one twenty nine was the cost for Assassin's Creed Black Flag at retail for the special edition. Um, God, what else? What else am I thinking of? There's another special edition that also re- that also released for a certain amount of money. I almost feel like now they're punishing you for wanting the special edition, and they're punishing you for wanting a physical copy of the game. They're also punishing you for buying it early in some cases. Yeah. It's like, this just isn't good business practice. I don't want to be gouged out. I don't want you guys to force me to get a digital download if I want a physical copy of the game. It's like, you know, not even... I can't think of another industry that does that. It's like, you know... I'm so afraid that my PS4 disk drive is going to break that I am super scared of buying a physical disk. <laughs> I guess I guess that's true. My, like, I want the Steelbook Blood, uh, Bloodborne edition, but I was like, uh, I don't want to like put it in and have it die and can't and I can't play it. My my PlayStation Four is still not back, so 
Damn, son. They are taking their very sweet time with that. I, I'm pretty upset at Sony, and we, maybe we should talk about the uh, Sony um, settlement that they did. But I'm pretty upset that Sony made me jump through all of these hoops, first of all, to repair their expensive piece of hardware um, that they shipped out faulty. They made me like go through a lot of work just to get them to, to fucking ship it to them. On, on, on Nintendo's website, you can just like log in and get what you need and then send it off. Um, yeah, they just they just give you the instructions and tell you to wrap it in some yeah. saran wrap so it doesn't get scratched and send it back to them. And whoever so, so, whoever owned the system they replaced my Wii U with didn't heed that advice because it's covered in fucking scratches. Oh, so, God. Thanks, dickhead. <laughs> now I have so, a scratchy Wii U. So Sony makes me jump through all these hoops. They, I get on I get in their line with their uh, customer support. Like, first of all, if, you're, if you try to call their, their customer support, that is an awful idea because you would be on, on hold for hours. Um, so I log into the website. I, I wait until I chat with one of them. Um, they make me do a ton of shit that I know what, that I know is not going to work on my PlayStation 4 because I know exactly what the problem is. Um, you know, so they, uh, like they make me do a power cycle. Um, they make me format it, all this, all this shit that's like, has nothing to do with getting <laughs> to read disc. It has nothing to do with getting the lens to work. So finally, they're like, okay, we believe you have an actual problem. We're going to send you a box, send it back to us. Um, I get the box. The box, again, has like these specific ways in which you have to wrap it. And then it's like, oh, and be sure to include your receipt. So I don't have the receipt anymore because that was a gift. I had to get back on the line. And they're like, oh, yeah, the receipt is fine um, because we know this one is still going to be new, whatever. Finally, sent it in. And it's been. Oh, when did I send it in? I sent it in. Mid-January. Like, mid-January. And it's still not back. They said it was serviced on the 20th of January. They said it didn't even get serviced until the 20th? Yeah. And so you sent it back, what, like, probably the 17th or the 16th, something like that? Something like that. And I guess they sent it... Oh, I guess that's a weekend, so maybe even, like, the 15th, so... I guess they sent it back standard shipping. It's still not here. It's got all of these blizzards going on. It's like, you know, how cheap can you be to, to fix something that you didn't make, make correctly in the first place? That's like just, that's the hit you need to take after you pissed off the consumer. Yeah, that, they're running a little long. I think they're... Actually, Nintendo's turnaround was really fast because they didn't even look at it. Like, the, the box got to them and they just shipped out a new one the next day. Like... They they were just like yeah I don't know <laughs> just give me a different one I shouldn't say a new one I should say some used scratch the fuck up one <laughs> thanks Nintendo. but does it work but it works it works it doesn't look good <laughs> it doesn't look nice on my nice shelf that I bought for it so anyway but uh, I mean it works I can finally play with my amiibos again. You you guys will be you guys will be happy to know I went out and waited in line twice last week for amiibos, and uh, I I went. You, you have a problem, man. We need to talk. Did I tell you what happened at Toys R Us? No. So I went. Uh, they, Toys R Us open. They were starting to sell. Uh, everyone says Lucario, but I always said Lucario. I don't know if it matters, and I don't really care. Um. But Sorry. that cool. guy, the blue, the blue Mewtwo, Bluetooth, um, they were selling Bluetooth on the 30th and they opened at 10 a.m. 
I was I was already at work and I work kind of close to a Toys R Us, so I was like, ah, why not? And so I so I went over there and there's like there's like six guys already in line, and so I get in line behind them. How old are they? Uh, I have not met anybody who is like serious about amiibos that is under eighteen. They're all they're all probably <laughs> and actually I would say that it skews closer to thirty to mid thirties. Um <laughs> which is which is a little funny, I guess. But we wait patiently and uh, eventually the store opens, um and we get inside and they just act like we're crazy, and I guess fair enough. I suppose we are crazy. You are crazy, but like they have, they have no idea what this even is. Like, oh, we don't, we don't have that. That's we don't carry that, and it's exclusive to fucking Toys R Us. And after like twenty minutes of just putzing around, they finally, uh, they finally figure out where they are, and they go and get this this big box. And they open it up, and it is all those those air packing, you know, the air air things. Yeah, it's just a bunch of those and one Lucario. <laughs> so you Are killed you anyone me? else who had waited in line. And the and first, you the, claimed it. the guy who was first in line had a pre order, so it was like extra his, like definitely his. Wow. So that was pretty so shitty. Nintendo sent one so Lucario. Make, make, make so sure, make sure that you pre-order two Lucinas then. Nintendo sent one Lucario. Lucina went on sale in the UK today and sold out in about an hour. I am not confident that I am going to have any hope of getting a single Lucina. You're going to get two. Trust me. <laughs> You're going to get two. Otherwise, this is done. I'm done. I will never be on another podcast. It's over? It's over. Maybe that's why Michael's not here. He's mad at me because I didn't get him a Rosalina. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the reason. But we're getting, we're getting, we're, dr- we're drifting too far off topic because I really want to talk about the fucking Sony bullshit some more, and I want to talk about their settlement. Now, by bullshit, do you mean the fact that they're not making amiibos? No, no. I Lucio, Lucio, explain the settlement. I want to crash Bandicoot. I mean, the the settlement is bullshit too, but that's beside the point. So a few years ago, in the long, long ago of 2011. Sony got hacked. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember the specific instance because we've gotten hacked like seven times since, but, you know. That doesn't seem possible. (laughs) Sony (laughs) getting hacked. (laughs) Say it ain't so. So, they got sued, and uh, as part of the settlement of of the lawsuit, they decided to settle our court. And what they have to do now is give you goodies. And it's either... The amount of money that you had in your wallet, if you never used your account afterwards, that's not really uh, that's not really a goodie. Yeah, that's really what you need, right? So it's, it's yeah. Let's wait, not wait, wait, wait. It, so they can give you they need give to you back they need the money to make it up to you in the first place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a, what repentance? Exactly. <laughs> they can give you three months of uh, PS Plus, which is what I wanted. But it turns out that if you are, you're a stupid asshole and you already have PS Plus, then you're fucked. Yeah, I don't do business with them. That would be a terrible idea. Exactly. Oh, so you were actually paying for our services before. Well, what an idiot. Don't don't reward the customers who stood by you. Reward the yeah, customers exactly. who abandoned you. So the other choices are a choice of one game of a list of uh, really awful games or games that everybody already has. Original original PSP games. Right. 
uh, or three PlayStation themes, which I didn't even know that was a thing that people got for money. But apparently they are. Look at that. I have a custom one on my PS3, but I don't remember where it was free with like something. I don't. Yeah, I thought you got them like that, right? Like you know, I don't think that anybody would be like. These are like primo themes, though. These are these are like really good fucking looking themes. Yeah, dynamic themes. Like the topest tier. (laughs) But still, you know, it's like a bullshit fucking settlement. So what happens is I wanted to get my three months of PS Plus because I was like, hey, you know what? That's actually pretty good value, right? Mm-hmm. Three months of PF Plus, it's not. It's not, almost. Not bad. It's kind of $30 in a way. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, fuck it. So I went into the website that they link you to to get your shit, and it was confusing as fuck. I, it's funny because before I saw your article, I went through a similar process, and I just stopped because it, it, they were making it sound like I had to send them something by physical mail. And I was like, I'm, exactly. not, I'm not doing that. So I got pissed, and I was like, I should write a, a, a guide about this shit. And Jay was like, you know, if only you had a, a video game website you can write for. <laughs> and so yeah. I did. That, it, that would have been really fortunate if you did. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other thing that pissed me off about the thing is it's not actually a settlement. They're going, to, they haven't even gotten this approved by the court. So, you know, I send my, my shit in, but it might not even happen. Right. So if so. the court says no, then they have to go back to the drawing board, and who knows when they're going to, like, do something. Well, maybe the court will say no, because it's a shitty fucking settlement. I don't maybe think... Maybe they'll do another 10% weekend with no games to buy. <laughs> not on pre-orders now. No, no pre-orders. Let's not get carried away. A huge list of exclusions. And... and I was pissed at Sony too because, um, yeah, it was a 10% weekend and it expired on Monday and on Tuesday, fucking Green Fandango came out. <laughs> and I could have really used a 10% off on it. <laughs> that would have been nice. Little, so it's just like, you know, they're trying too to. too nice. They're trying to piss you off more than like. It, it reminds you of like when your mom made you play with some like weird kid and you didn't want to, so you like. You know, I don't know, put them as goalie if you're in Argentina, you know, and even though, even if we're like playing like soccer, we'll be like, hey, you know, you go be goalie or play hide and seek. I don't care. Stand in those fucking trees. (laughs) Get the fuck out of the way. That's like the attitude that like Sony has. It's like we are being forced to do this. So we're going to be as big a dick as possible. Well, it's clear that they hold their customers in contempt. Yeah. Like, (laughs) they they don't like us. I mean, why would you? You guys are fucking whining all the time. (laughs) Oh, you buy an on, you purchase online services and it doesn't work. Boo. Jay wants real shipping. (laughs) Oh, you bought a $400 piece of hardware and it broke. Oh. You want your information to be secure. Yeah, fuck us. Yeah, the worst. I do. I see why. I mean, I would just. I would close my business. <laughs> if you've, if you've ever, to be fair though, if you have ever worked like customer service and worked with customers, um, they they are the worst. Like they are. They're definitely the worst. So I do understand. I do understand a little bit why you would hate them. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you, that's supposed to be like at the level of the. Uh, 
as a customer service rep, not at the level of the fucking cor- corporate statement. I mean, I don't. Customers I don't. are the worst, but they do still need us. What was the last? Uh, and we may even we can even go outside of video games here. Just just as a, a question, what was the last company that you guys worked with worked with that gave you like really good customer service? No, nothing. Uh, no, nothing. no. I'm trying to think. There's actually been a ton. It's just it hasn't been Sony. I've like I like Time Warner Cable gets surprisingly good customer service. They're really good. Um, you know, Nintendo, who we've already discussed, they're good with good customer service. I've had fine service with AT and T. Um, you know, this is really a Sony Sony only issue. You can get like some of the and I and I gotta deal with medical people all the time. I've gotta deal like the hospitals and insurance and shit. And they're usually pretty nice. The only time I've ever met a real other asshole is when I'm trying to deal with um my tuition from my college and that's because they just will always want more money out of me um but in that case they really are bullies and really do beat you up and you know and you owe the money so um you know i i really i really do think this is this is something that's that's magically basically only sony I, i've never experienced what i've experienced with them i just when i not to the degree that sony doesn't yeah I would also maybe put Microsoft in there. Like when I have to call Microsoft or, or get involved with their support in any way, I I just know that like it's gonna be bad. Like a bad. I, I did I did see something once with someone uh, dealing with a Microsoft customer service rep, and the customer service rep curses this person out. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, then you have. I would say Amazon is great. Oh yeah, Amazon. I can you know, say Amazon is great. The, customer uh, customer's name to like asshole or something. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that story. I did. That was Comcast, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Amazon sent me a package years ago that had uh, it was they were doing buy two get one free for video games, and it was Uncharted three, Gears of War three, and something else that I don't remember. But they were all full sixty dollars games that like came out that year. And um, it just never showed up, and uh, it wasn't even Amazon's fault. Like that was it was the shipper. It was on track. Who's a bunch of idiots. And um, I I just got on a chat with Amazon. They're like, okay, we're sending you another one. And so they did. And then like two weeks later, my neighbor in the apartment complex I lived at comes up to me and knocks on the door, and he's got a box, and he's like, hey, I just found this on my porch. And uh, it was it was the original it was the original package with all three games in it, and uh, I I I did do the the good boy thing and contacted Amazon and they're like yeah just keep it they didn't make me yeah. send they didn't make me send it back. Well, my my original PlayStation that I bought my PlayStation Four actually broke like about a month after I bought it, and so I tried contacting Sony and it was like oh this is gonna take forever. So then I just contacted Amazon and like, okay, send it back. And they gave me another one, which also is having weird beeping issues. So that's another good point on Sony. My, my PS4 is held up better than anything else. Like, I, I, I think it's really kind of hit or miss with, with next-gen hardware in general. But uh, my Xbox and Wii U are the only ones that have really, like, turded out with the Wii U going full turd. Um, that's strange because Nintendo shit is usually very like solid. Yeah, it's it's a, it's totally the opposite of what I would normally expect. But. So yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe video games. Dying Light. You want to talk about Dying Light? No, not really, because you sniped that right from under me. What? Why? Not, not that I complain because I still don't have a PlayStation Four. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna upset <laughs> you a little bit because it's actually it's it's pretty good. 
Hey, shut up. Hey, Lucio, let's talk about Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Life is Strange. Talk about Life is Strange. Hey, Jay, let me ask yeah. you a question because I don't think it's clear in the game, but does Max like digital cameras or does she like analog cameras? I think she likes analog cameras. I'm not Are you sure? sure of that. Because I'm, I don't uh, think she said it like 20 fucking times in that game. <laughs> they're, or, should they're really I say, or should I say, are you hella serious? They're, they're, are you, are you, oh my God, are you hella serious? So for, <laughs> for everyone in this podcast, I would like you all to know that there is a character in Life is Strange that I unironically and continuously uses the word hella. And yes. it, she slips it. And she's not from the 90s. She's not from the 90s. The game takes place in 2015. Um, you know, well, she's she, a teenager, well, 2000, so. 2013, but uh, you know, it's like two years ago. It definitely doesn't take place, um, in the 1970s when the AT might have made hella an okay thing to say. Um, oh my god, it's just like I, I don't know what made them think this is how teenagers sound. You know, you know what I think, uh, when I picture, um, the creator of uh, Life is Strange in my mind's eye. Do you guys ever seen that gif of uh, Steve Buscemi dressed up in like 90s teenage regalia saying, how do you do Hello Kids? I know that's what I, I don't, but... That's what, that's what I picture when I picture him. Like some which is creepy 40-year-old yeah, yeah, hello, hello, dressed hello, up hello, in hello. like... Yeah. Dressed we, up we, in we'll like... find it for you. I don't know what the problem is. I think that sounds hella dope, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? That I, I was actually you know better I, than, when the than game, Life is Strange. When the game starts, it actually has you with the language because I thought they did some things that, you know, I'm like, okay, that's that's not that's not too bad. The use of slang and all this kind of stuff. Like, there's some, there's some girl that bullies you and then she says sad face. And, you know, it's okay because sometimes kids slip that internet dialectic into their everyday conversation yeah but they don't do it every fucking single line that they say which is what life is strange is like every single line every single sentence has to be slang um and i don't know like anyone that 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 speaks like that it's the same pro- it's the same problem if you're watching a movie uh that's about black people but done by like white people and so everyone in the movie is just always saying all these hella curses and you know just like like nigga and shitting and damn and damn in hella every five seconds. It's like it's just people guessing at how other people speak. Um, that's probably life is strange. So, so I guess we should describe what life is life is strange is a little. To be a little to bit. be fair, is it also worth pointing out that the developers is not a native English speaking? Right, they're French. They're French, but they have they have. Um, I mean, you know, I, they have. So the faults may lie in the localizers, not so much. No, 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 no. It's not. First of all. Let's get a couple of things straight about this game. First of all, um, they have like a zillion writers on this game. Once you look at the final cast list, you see uh, final credits list. You see all these different writers that they had coming into the game, um, and they definitely used um, American voice actors. Like like Ashley Birch is one of them, and you know Ashley Birch could have been like I, I know I know you guys are the creators of this game, but uh, having to say hello every five minutes that doesn't seem like something a teenager does. Um, so I, there's a there's a couple of places that they could have gone, um, just to do a little bit of a better job with the dialogue and the language. I don't think that's the excuse here. Um, I think I think the problem with this game is, I I just think I, how how do you pronounce the name of this of this developer? Is it Don't Nod? I think so. That's the only that's the only one that makes sense to me. 
So I, I, I think Don't Nod's problem is that they just kind of, um, they're a bit full of themselves. And I think they were a bit full of themselves with Remember Me. And I think, you know, they, they go ahead thinking like, that they're this great thing and they know so much about the world and how shit works because they've seen a ton of movies. And then they go out and they make games with stories like Remember Me and with stories like Life is Strange. Um, so I do want to point out what... One of the biggest problems that they also have is that they don't seem to understand the difference between them and their characters. Right. Like, and why think, the fuck does Max... Why the fuck does Max is like a lover of fucking the X-Files and... Right, which, and is like, all, which all seems like stuff, very much stuff that the developers are just saying, like, I love the X-Files, I don't feel like Max is saying it. But I, I, but I guess to get the problem with that, we have to go backwards. We have to explain what Life is Strange is. So Life is Strange is basically an adventure game it's very much like a telltale game. Um, like it, it's like they just copy their formula straight up verbatim. Um, the thing plays entirely like a telltale game. There's a little bit more, a few more things you can interact with for flavor. Um, but that's about it. So, you know, I, I guess there's not much else to say about it besides that you proceed through, you proceed through the chapters, uh, in much the same way it's episodic, but each one feels like, Oh, this is a very specific portion of this game and, uh, building it for the final event, you know, actions have consequences. There are stats at the end of the game, uh, to see how you match up against other players. So everything feels, it feels basically like walking dead or game of Thrones or whatever else just not, doesn't have the writing of those games. Um, now, what it tries to be in terms of the plot, in terms of the story, is it tries very much to be. Like, I'm 100% convinced this is what they wanted it to be. They want it to be one of these uh, indie films that's a character drama, right? They want it to be um, something that that's, that not, that's not plot-driven, but something that's driven by the characters. The problem is the characters are completely uninteresting. And they're just the most basic cliches possible. There's, there's like no layers to them whatsoever. It's just, they're just a bunch of tropes that you're playing. So the problem with Max is that she's a boring character, um, which as I've said, is great for an adventure game, but it's not great if you're, if you have a character study on your hands, like, like a great character study is something like Breaking Bad, right? Because you always want to see what Walter White wants to do next. Um, you know, you want to see what makes him tick and, and like, he's a, he's a fuck up guy. Uh, hell, even GTA V is a better character study because you really want to see what Trevor is going to do. Uh, Max, you don't give a shit what she's going to take a picture of next. It's like, oh, I need to go take a picture of a bird. How great. Um, everyone else, I, I, I think the most awful character for me in Life is Strange is uh, Chloe's stepdad. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, he's Chloe's stepdad, who's also the um, the head of security at the Academy that you attend. And his storyline is that he's some ex-war veteran who, after he was discharged from the army or whatever the fuck he was in, he became the head of security at the school. And the dude, it's like, I, he literally sounds like a parody. He says things to Chloe like, oh, you're going to listen to my orders, soldier. Um, you know, it's just like shit when, oh, remember when you were shooting in the in the Gaddisdown War, you want to, the fuck you call it, we had no time to think, we just had to act on order. So everything he says, right, it sounds like he's a fucking G.I. Joe. To, um, to correct you, they call it the Ganny Stanny War. <laughs> so he sounds, he sounds like a, he sounds like a fucking G.I. Joe. Um, and it's like the most, it's, there, there's just no, he's clear on that one, right? Like, there's, he has no redeeming qualities. 
He has no he, well, yeah, he has no redeeming qualities. He but he's very he's just very much like this walking cliche, and he's like just kind of the antagonist for antagonist sakes, right? So so he hits Chloe in one of the timelines if you don't divert it. Um, he hits Chloe, and it's supposed to be this huge shocking thing, like oh my god, you you hit you hit this eighteen year old girl, but it's really not shocking because you could see it coming from an hour away because that's typically yep. how people write you know, asshole stepdads. It's like, oh, so of course the asshole stepdad is going to be abusive. Um, you know, so there's just nothing, there's just nothing nuanced in it. There's nothing, there's nothing, inter- like the characters are just very kind of, of bland. Um, I like the time travel mechanic. I think that's kind of cool. I think it's wasted. Uh, they definitely wasted in the first episode. Like the, can, the, I, the, the most can, compli- can I, can I give you the part that really pissed me off all this game? Uh, sure. Spoilers though. I, I don't I don't Spoil. care. I have no plan on watching or uh, while playing this. So <laughs> watching, playing, whatever. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to. It's impossible not to spoil, but I'm gonna try to spoil as little as possible. So you are. This is basically the scene that Jay was alluding earlier. You are in Cloyce's uh, house. Whoa, easy there. <laughs> Say yeah, a, per- you go a person's to... house. Okay, a person's house. There's there. a person's house, right? And. Um, uh, this guy is about to come in and you're not supposed to be there so they tell you to hide, right? Mm-hmm. So the the whole com- the whole confrontation between Chloe and, and this other person comes through the fact that there's a joint on a table, right? He finds a joint and goes crazy. Like a, like a, a 90 degree joint or like an L? Like, like a, a marijuana joint. A, a, oh. A Mario one drugs. joint. <laughs> Illicit drugs. Illicit drugs. Oh, I get the gateway drug. I the gateway drug, right? Cocaine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A bump of. uh, He finds uh, a pot of crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) Of crocodile. There's a live crocodile (laughs) in there on the table. She's just about to. She's just about to snort it. So Chloe's out. So 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 the the whole thing happens because of the joint, right? So I, I saw the first timeline. I, I chose to not intervene, and you know, Chloe gets punked, and you know everything is very depressing. Blah blah blah. So I, I rewind time, and my first instinct is, okay, so this whole thing was caused by the fucking joint. Let me get rid of the joint. I can't. You can't. You have to watch. So you can either antagonize the person that's held security in the place that you live at, or watch your friend get punked. Well, no, no. Well, here, here's my here's my problem with the. Like, I don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt you if you weren't done. But that, that um, pieces, that's what pissed me off. Is like you know why? Like, well, you have this central you're, mechanic. You're going you you're going back in time, but you're not actually uh, changing time to your best. You're not actually changing time. But this is this is my problem with that moment because Chloe tells you very specifically that you have to hide, right? And she says, you know, I'll get in so much more trouble if my dad knows you're here. You're not supposed to be here, whatever. So you hide, and then you get the choice to jump out and save Chloe. Or to you know keep hiding in, in the closet. So in my game, I didn't even you know bother going back. I went ahead and I hid the whole time. And I come out of the closet, and Chloe said, you know, Max is like, um, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't come out. And Chloe's like, no, that's okay, because it would have been so much worse if you came out of the closet. So we go to the next area. We go to the next scene. And then Max apologizes again. She's like, you know, I, I'm sorry I didn't jump out. And then Chloe's like, yeah, well, it would have been nice to have some backup. And I go, well, wait, 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 wait a fucking second. Didn't you tell me, didn't you give me very explicit destru- instructions to hide in the closet? And then yeah, she's you a bipolar bitch. 
<laughs> well, that's gonna like, occur. Like, didn't you didn't you already didn't you already congratulate me on doing the, on doing exactly what I was told? It's like it's like you know, and and they have these asinine choices throughout the game, where the game just kind of tells you you need to feel bad about the choice. Like I like I feel yeah. like if you're playing, you know, I if you're if you're playing um, uh, The Walking Dead, for example, right, and someone gets someone gets hurt on your behalf or someone gets killed because of you. you actually feel bad about that you like you feel like well there's definitely that was what i did to that character my choices bought her to this moment you don't just like get kind of the, get to the aftermath and then go oh yeah and uh, also to remind you you should also feel bad about doing this thing that we told you to do um god i i, I there's really this one scene where you, you have a chance to uh to like be mean to the bully that's been tormenting you and yeah. if you take it, she's all like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, no, Max, we, we're doing this. I don't care how bad you feel about it. I don't. Yeah. And that's, I, I and that's the, the key difference, right? Because in The Walking Dead, no matter what choice I did, I, I felt, you know. You felt miserable. Felt like they, it felt that, yeah, you felt that there were no good choices, right? Yeah. But in Life is Strange, there are quite clearly good choices, right? And then um, there's a scene. I, I guess if you think outside the box, there's one scene between the um, the asshole dad and one of your other best friends, who's like this this introverted religious girl. And you know, you get a scene where be, he basically harasses her, and you have the option to take a picture, um, or you have the option to kind of like step step in and intervene right then. So from from my standpoint on it, I'm like, you know what? The game's going to try and make me feel bad if I don't intervene. But I know intervening is going to be the wrong choice because I've already tried to tell people other shit and characters have gotten mad at me, whatever. Plus, I have as evidence now that this guy is bullying students, right? So I take the picture, I go ahead, and the, cat, and the game, once again, does write, writes down in her journal. It doesn't even tell you this time. It writes down in Max's journal that you should feel bad about what you did. <laughs> like, you actually have to read a journal yeah. entry to know you, you need to feel bad about that. But, God, I want to talk about, like, the time travel... It's such a missed opportunity here, right? Um, because when they first introduce it, it has like a lot of impact. You're really changing kind of uh, someone's fate, and you're kind of throwing the roles. Like like Max gets acquainted to time travel a little too quickly for anyone's own good. But can I, can I see something the roles, that bothered me? What's that? So when you start the game, you are in this like basically in this hill overlooking your town. And there's this huge fucking, like, tornado that's about to kill, basically kill everybody. And Max then suddenly wakes up in, in in her class and she's like, that didn't feel like a dream. It's really fucking obvious what's going on, right? Yeah, that yeah, no, it's, not, it's, not, it's, going it's not a dream, that's time travel. I think. Right. And right. she never, like, comes back to it at all. But I think, I think, I think this is going to illustrate the problem with the system and how they waste so many things in it. And there's one puzzle in the game where time travel is kind of central to it. So Max has to go find tools to fix her camera. Um, and the tools are stu- stuck on top of a washing machine. So she has to turn on the washing machine to get it to vibrate and get it to knock the tools down. Um, and then they fall under um, a workbench so she can't reach them. So she'll look at a piece of cardboard next to the workbench and she said, man... I should have put the cardboard under the workbench before I turned the washing machine on. Yeah. So you, 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 she tells you the answer to the puzzle. She <laughs> could have gotten a stepladder. 
and just grabbed the tools. You could have gotten like, not exist I, in this universe. Any, any sane person would have gone back to Chloe's bedroom and said, "Hey, I can't reach the tools. Do you have a ladder?" That's what anyone else would have done. But uh, but Max feels the need to use time travel, so she reverses time. I mean, to she, be fair, if she I slides time travel. I would probably do the same. What are maybe you already said this, but what are what are the limitations to time travel in this game? Because this feels like really stupid shit to do with time travel. Um, I drop my fork. Better turn back time. Like I, I don't know. Like, yeah, is there some something that says she can't go back like a certain amount of time? Yeah, or? yeah. You can't go back. You can't go back after a certain amount of time. If you try, uh, she just starts to get really dizzy, and you know the game glitches, and then she's like, "I can't push back any further." That's all but I she can. can do. But she can clearly do it though, because that's what happens at the beginning. Yeah, but even so, that's like up to a certain point. Well, maybe that's um, what they're building towards. Like, by like, the last episode, she'll be a powerful space wizard. I, I, I know. I, I don't know, think I know that we, so. I know, it's not that kind of game. I know at the start of the game, we, we it feels like we spend a lot of time, but according to their timeline, it's only occurring over the course of minutes, right? So the whole thing happens over the course of five minutes, whatever. Uh, generally, they tie it to you being in an area, and after you leave one area, so much time has passed that you can't uh, rewind that area again. Uh, the only problem with it for me is that um, the game will tell you which action will have a consequence, and I honestly don't think it should do that. Like I, un- like I, I understand what they want you to do. It's like, oh yeah, you should rewind here and see the other option. But I think they should have just left that to the player to be smart enough to figure out on their own. It's kind of like The Walking Dead, right? Because in The Walking Dead, the game didn't necessarily tell you every single option you could do. But you could do that option, and then there would be follow-through. It's like, oh, some players are going to think to do this thing, so let's reward them for doing this thing. Or, you know, let's let's change the outcome because they did this particular thing instead of just going with the straight A and B thing that we told them to do. In Life is Strange, there's nothing, there's none of that because they have to hold your hand the entire way. You know, I think I think it would have been nice just to just to do an event. Uh, like there's, there's there's a petition that you can sign to protest putting security cameras on the on school. It would have been nice to sign the petition and go. You know what? Maybe I can go back and change that and make it so I don't sign the petition. Uh, but nope, the game has to tell you. The game is like this will have consequences. You should have done that, or you should do this differently. Um, God, I, I think it's just a waste. Of, I think I think the biggest problem with me, in terms of the um, in terms of the story, is that man someone's writing their novel there. All right, so, uh, so, I, whatever. What were you saying? <laughs> I think, I think, I think the biggest, biggest problem with me for Life is Strange is that it's just so derivative of a bunch of other things. Like it's so clear that they just watched a bunch of of teen dr- of dramatic teen movies. And God, what the fuck is that? Lucy, <laughs> Lucio just did a quick time event, <laughs> and then he. Uh, I don't know what that and second one door. is. It sounded like he stepped on a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what uh, that noise is. It's on me. But uh, the the tapping was me. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah so, we yeah, knew that. So, <laughs> so, so, so Life is Strange is just derivative of a bunch of other works. It's like derivative of uh, tell, Telltale and everything they've done. It's, it's derivative of basically every fucking teen movie ever released of like like the Breakfast Club and Juno and, and but they just really kind of miss the point of all that stuff that came before. Like they miss what makes a good character drama because what makes a good character drama is good characters. 
uh, they miss what makes a good adventure game because it's not being told the consequences and it's giving you more complex puzzles and it's giving you these days I think more kind of logical follow through. I think I think the days are gone where you could have a puzzle in an adventure game and have like the most unrelated parts like oh I need to reach this key that's on top of the dresser so I should go kill the cat and skin it. <laughs> And then, I mean, that, that should be the answer to everything, but go <laughs> And then tie the fur into a rope, and then use that to swing across the chandelier and get the key. Like, I think those days are gone. That's a good Maybe. puzzle. <laughs> so, and I think I, I was uh, a bit less kind to it than Jay is, just because I played Green Fandango right before it. <laughs> and yeah, that's real problematic. The comparison is not favorable to it. Yeah, I, I, I played I played Monkey Island 2 after I played Life is Strange, and that was a huge mistake because it just it just makes you hate Life is Strange so much more. Should I buy Grim Fandango, Lucio? Yes. Do you, it's, 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 it's still really, really good. It sounded like you still enjoyed it just as much in the review. I think I might have enjoyed it more. Like I, There were things that maybe I didn't catch when I was younger. Like maybe you know, or not necessarily catch, or more empathize with the characters more, if that makes sense. I definitely got a lot of that. Like when I went back and played like Monkey Island years later, you know, like I played it and enjoyed the hell out of it when I was a little kid. But I look at it now and I'm like, man, a lot of that shit went over my head. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, it's really good. Uh, it has good writing. The puzzles are are old school, right? So you're gonna have like that shit that. Jay was talking about where you have to like, you know, do some weird shit, and a, a lot of the clues are a lot, a lot of times are hidden in the background, and the HD in that case kind of gets in the way because now the backgrounds are a lot nicer. They still look like they're PS One graphics, but mm-hmm. they look nicer. They look smoother. I was watching some footage of it, and I was uh, I was actually really impressed. And I think again, you mentioned it in the review. I was really impressed by the voice acting. Uh, yeah, and it's the original voice acting too. That's that's pretty good. So that's impressive if you think about it. This was a game released in what nineteen ninety eight, something like that. And I like I like the little Latin kick to it. Like like everybody talks like you. <laughs> it's like a game of Lucio's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like having me in your in your home. It's like having Lucio under my Christmas tree with a bow on him. <laughs> so yeah, and you know, I really I really enjoyed it the second time around. It has developer commentary, so I might at some point go back and play it with that just to see what that's like. I have, uh, and I think I've said this on the podcast, it's one of the games I've never played. Like, it's always been on my list, but I've never had a machine. It's hard. Yeah, that's a problem. It was kind of like, I was I was scared going into it because it kind of uh, had this lost game mythic, like mythic... Uh, you know, overtones to it, like, you know, you know, Spring Fandango is the best game ever, but you can never get it, so, you know, it's a hidden treasure. Right, um, right. The the rareness of it, you you wonder, like, is it as good as I remember, or is there... It's, it's, yeah. It's like oh, an man, amiibo. We're hyped. It's like, it's like a rare amiibo. Like, is it that good? No. But it's rare. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and a lot of people... I know you have to wonder, um, are they doing this because they are, you know, do they like it because it's cool to like it and you can get it and it's kind of, you know, oh, look how hardcore I am? Or is it because they actually really enjoyed it? 
but um, no, it really holds up. So I would definitely recommend it. Well, I hope it. I hope it sells well because uh, I, I don't think there's ever because <laughs> we need to get Broken Age Chapter Two. I don't think there's ever a scenario. <laughs> I can hold a budget. I don't think there's ever a scenario where you get another Grim Fandango, and I don't think that Double Fine now could even make a Grim Fandango like. Broken Itch is pretty good, but it's definitely not the same. Uh, I just I think that maybe those days are gone. Oh well, yeah, I mean it's just like it's just like Quentin Tarantino, right? Like the days are gone. He's he's an old man now, and he used to be like this this super sexy young hip director, and now he makes like you know non digital filmed westerns. Okay, but he's still real. But I like, sexy. He's become he's become such a brilliant director, though. No, no, no. I think he's great, and I love his <laughs> and I love his movies to death. But I think that I think that like seventy millimeter westerns is kind of I. It's definitely not young and sexy anymore. And like as a millennial, I like to I like to watch a movie on my laptop while I watch TV on my TV. Um. And then also stream some music from my phone at the same time. And uh, his movies have dialogue that you have to hear, and that really makes the whole thing difficult. So <laughs> what I've been doing instead is I've been watching The Blacklist, starring James Spader, where I don't have to hear what's going on. Okay. And that's that's been pretty good. So highly recommended. Just a green fandango. Did I mention I fucking hate how we consume media now? If you if yeah. you would watch a movie while your TV is on playing something else, I hate you. <laughs> There's just no other way to to, to describe it. Like I I, I hate you. You're well, don't I, worry. I, I don't do that. I actually set candles out and turn the lights down low, and it's just me and the TV and the movie and a butter of wine. And I I lock up my phone, and I don't I don't I I lock eyes. I don't even blink. You pull the you pull the battery out. I do. You get the get the lubriderm ready to go, and uh, you know, start start watching, start watching I, a I, hit. I pull out my World Trade Center sized penis and I just <laughs> go to town. Oh god! Video games. Do you guys video games? You guys like those? Dying Light. Yeah, I've been known to though. I I guess we don't have to talk about Dying Light. We made a we made a, a a video of it that's on the site. You can you can go watch that. That'll tell you all about it. Um, it it's opened up a little bit since when I was playing it. Just I I've gotten to a point where I'm a little more competent at fighting zombies, and uh, and that kind of stuff. And the game definitely gets a lot more fun the more powerful you become. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to hit like Shadow of Mordor proportions where it becomes trivial. It doesn't feel like that's what's going to happen. It's quite long. I feel like I've been playing for pretty close to five or six hours, and I'm only about a quarter of the way through the story. Okay. So I think by the end it'll be a pretty hefty game. But obviously nobody cares, so... I do care. I'm just going to play it for myself. Yeah. I'd recommend it, and I I, uh, I hope you pick it up because we could we could co-op together. I think it lets up to four people, which is also kind of more that's, than I would have. That's ex- revolutionary. Well, it's it's more than I expected from this game. I mean, Far Cry Four couldn't figure it out. Yeah, Far Cry Four couldn't work that out at all. So I don't know. 
But anyway, um, is there anything else? I don't really think there's anything else big this week. I played uh, another game. What what other game did you play? Phantom Break. Oh yeah, tell me tell me about it. I don't even really know what it is. So it's it's a brawler with basically a magical girl theme. And I kind of got it because our listeners and our readers like anime stuff and you know, why the fuck not? Uh it's actually pretty good. Um I don't know what the hell is going on in the story because this is actually a side plot from a game that was never released in the United States. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell's going on with the plot. But um, the combat system is actually pretty deep. And it's essentially a side-scrolling um, brawler with, you know, little chibi anime um, this character design. Is it... Um... Is, has it been out before and it's like a re-release or it's, I, uh, I, yeah, it's I think a, everyone's really confused because you keep talking about it like everyone should know what it is and no one's ever heard of this thing well i looked it i looked it up and um i'm just not super clear on like <laughs> on so what it is is it's an, an xbox live arcade game that was released only in japan oh. that was that came to steam and it's actually like a not a sequel, but like a side game to another game that also came out only in Japan. And it's, uh, it's a okay. port. Well, that's, a port not, that's the, not confusing at all. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and it's a port to... Like, it's essentially a port. And even when you um, when you go to like the options menu, it's it has the, um, the layout for the Xbox 360 controller. So, you know, that that level of porting. Oh, so they did a real good job. Yeah, they, they really took their time with it. But it's good. Oh, by the way, it's not in English. It's in Japanese, but it has subtitles at least. A Japanese 360 game is usually not a good thing. <laughs> I mean... it was. And what's weird is it was on the PlayStation 3. I guess it's just a lot easier to port from the 360 to the PC. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're just talking about the path of least resistance... It's the yeah the most similar, you know, platform is the. So it's Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds, and that's then the one. and then Phantom Breaker is like a well, full on. That was the actual game that was never released here. Right, and that's like a fighting game. It kind of looks like Blaze Blue or yeah or something like that. Um, Jay- and after seeing and after seeing the the original one, I'm actually not interested in it at all. How many of these girls are cats? Oh, it looks like one of them is. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I, I got to release my uh, my anime Terrible Tuesday today. <laughs> you you did. <laughs> and uh, that that cat game sounds pretty good. Oh, okay. welcome, it goes to Jay. show. It goes to show how uh, how the human brain rescues itself from from trauma and distress because <laughs> I completely forgot that I played Nekopara. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, but but for a few but you wish weeks, I had forgotten. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's like the cre- it's one of the creepiest things I've ever played. As soon, I, as, as, soon as you used the word "completely subservient," I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> this is like when you told me that Cream was the youngest character in Sonic. Like, I just there was there was no reason why you would say that unless something horrifying was going to happen. Some- <laughs> 
I give you I give you little clues, don't I? Yeah, that, it, was, that, it was a little that tidbit. About to get, that shit's about to get really fucked up. Um. So so yeah, I I, I play this thing. The the screenshot. I'm I'm not being comedic at all when I say that is the exact moment that I stopped playing the game. I she said, hey, it's been forever since we took a bath together. Let's go. That's when I I I quit the game. I uninstalled it and I never looked back. But then I had to be uh, I had to be smart enough to go and look up some additional stuff like the production history and and the shit that you typically typically do if you play a video game for a video game website. Um, and that's when I find out that there is an adults only version of this game, and the storyline apparently is these two kittens. They're not even cats. I I I think they're only no, not only are they like lonely, but they're also. Factually underage in the country. Factually underage because they're they're something like eight months old, I think. Well, but how oh, much how much is that in cat years? Well, in cat years, so that's, that's twenty teen. Yeah, in in, in cat years, it's definitely they're still definitely still teenagers in cat years. Um, Let's see. Because they're because they're 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 cats genetically. They're cats only. They look completely like humans. Add fifteen <laughs> years. So if they're not even a year old, then they're fifteen. Okay. So anyway, the storyline for Equipara is that both of these cats are in heat. Um, and since you can't find them a proper mate, it's up to you to alleviate their needs. Uh, what? <laughs> um, this, this sounds kind of hot, so keep going. Uh, dog is almost done, come on. Uh no, that's that that's all I got. What I don't I, have anything else to say about What I especially <laughs> like is there's so much other stuff for you to talk about that in your write up you just completely blow over the fact that the main character is named Cashew Mini Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Cashew oh, Mini Duck? It's just not nearly horrible enough compared to everything else. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that's kind of the least of your problems when you play Necrophora. I think that's like the last thing that you that you care about is this guy's name. Cat dude mini fuck, right? <laughs> uh, so what really bugs me about it, what really bugs me about it is like right under it, I have uh, my look at the other game. What's it called? Spirits or something? Uh, uh, Sakura Spirit, yeah. Sakura Spirit. So my, my issue with, with this is like Sakura Spirit, you have like this sexy buxom fox girl who's been out of the world and she's some badass warrior and and she's got like a strong libido and all this kind of stuff and apparently that game um is PG thirteen. There is no there is no adult version of the game. But in Nekopara, you know, where all these characters are are, are quite clearly lowly and aged as such, uh that's where all the sex happens, right? That's that's where you get all the and and uh, you know everything that Japan has to do has to look like rape. Um, so I'm not really sure I want to be in that company that decides that when they have a fully mature adult, that's the game where we're going to just kind of you know be really softcore and not show anything and just make a bunch of innuendos. But in the game where we that's have little cat girls. I don't know. Thank you. I Thank you for putting me in the situation where I get to ponder whether or not. <laughs> is acceptable to stay in the podcast. I mean, why not? 
I mean, about worse. I mean, I don't know. I, why do I? Why would I even try at this point? I'm not talking about rim jobs. It, well, that's or actually, fisting. I don't know that. <laughs> well, uh, so, I, so I guess if you were curious what happened here, then go Google it. <laughs> or don't Google it. Because um, that's all I did. I just Googled it. And then I was sit with all this other shit. It, you don't have to look very deep for it at all. And I, somehow this somehow they managed to get a uh, um, you know a censored version passed under Steam. It is interesting to know that you draw the line. Like you're you're not down to see um, to see naked cat girls getting it on because you know they're underage. But if they are of age and perhaps like maybe another species like a fox, then <laughs> it sounds like you're pretty much cool with that. Well, I, I'm not, you know, I, I think my problem here is just more the logic going on at that company. And hey, I don't, I don't I judge. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what made them decide this one thing is cool and this other thing isn't, right? I just don't know what the decision making process for that is. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I guess, I guess I don't have a problem with a, with a mature woman. It's just, it's just not even, it's not even the fact that it's just a combination of issues with Nickelpart, right? Because it's the fact they're underage. Um, you know, it's the fact that they look like little kids. They look even younger than the ages they're supposed to be. Um, it's the fact that you have this species of individuals who look completely human and for whatever bullshit logic they use, they're essentially just slaves. They're like, they're like, they're like mindless slaves that are there to act cute and act funny and then you could fuck them up the ass. Um, so I, I, I don't know. There's just, there's just shit wrong with Nekopara on every level. Um, and, and it's like, it's like, it's supposed to be cute and it makes your skin crawl because the plane is singing. It's clear, it's clear that everything is supposed to be cute, but in the back of your mind, even without knowing that this is where the, the actual version of the game goes in the back of your mind, you're like, man, why does it feel like this guy wants to fuck these cat girls? It's just not. God. And then, and then everything else on my list, I, uh, uh on the rest of my anime's, uh, steam sale list. So because we have Nekopara, we have, um. We have Secure Spirits. We have a comedy tree high, whatever, which I've mentioned enough times. We have a Vanguard Princess, um, which again, that one is a ton of fan service, and that wasn't my complaint about the game. And then we had um, Hatelfu Boyfriend, and I think we haven't talked about that one because we all know what it is, and we've known what it is for a long time, and we've had our chance to laugh at it. Um, I I thought it wasn't serious, like. I actually I was under the impression that it wasn't even Japanese. I thought I thought an American uh studio like made that game as a joke. But apparently it's more real than I once believed. <laughs> um I don't know what we're surprised. I mean, was that's... it was it on this podcast where we talked about the the Japanese game where you go to a school for like disabled people? Oh yeah, well that one that one was made by um Fortune. Yeah, that one was basically made by Fortune. So in that case, you're right. That was like their love letter to this these, this kind of shit. Uh. No, but Hatafu boyfriend is Israel. Uh, it's called Hatafuro Kariashi Kibono Gokuen Toishiroi Subasa. Who is so, who is it for? I wonder. People who uh, want to fuck bitches, obviously. I mean, it's a bestseller, but like, <laughs> but ironically. 
You know, who, who, how do you know it's ironic? I don't know who really, but I want to know who really bought that game. It was like, yeah. And it's actually had a ton of adaptations. So there's a couple of books, there's a couple of comics, there's a drama CD, there was a web radio show, there was a web series. There's Uh, a web series? Yeah. So who wants to explain what Hot Hot Tofu Boyfriend is? I'll. You you're in like a high school, but everybody's a pigeon, and I don't think you're a pigeon. <laughs> you're not a pigeon. You're a human girl. And why shouldn't you be? <laughs> and and I think I think you look for love. You look for love from from these uh, sexy male pigeons. You are in all the wrong place. But even that, even that is not well. Well, first of all, first of all, we should t- talk about how 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 far down. I think my boyfriend goes because I think there's there's murder and cannibalism, um, and you you drug people and you, you don't drug people but but people get drugged and uh, these pigeons start showing up dead and you find out there's another Hannibal lecture picture pigeon that just like the taste of pigeon. Um, That's the I think best fucking plot ever. <laughs> even yeah, <being> sarcastic. <laughs> so a tofu boyfriend, I want to put it. We down. are delicious. Uh, a tofu boyfriend is still not as disturbing as Nicolpara is. And nothing about it sounds disturbing, really. Um, more <laughs> just, like, confusing. <laughs> I'm still saying that it's a good plot. Sure, I. why not? In the grand <laughs> scheme of things, everything is good. <laughs> Alright, well, I feel like this is a good stopping point. I haven't talked about the dead kids yet. No, we're not talking about the dead kids. We are you talking about cat girls with in their face. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do probably one day. Who drown in a bathtub full of Just say it as many times as you can. (laughs) And getting ripped. They're poor. They're poor. Torn open by meaty Oh, God. All right. <laughs> hey, is, send us email. This has been a slimy podcast. <laughs> if you enjoy, if you enjoyed it, I guess write to us. So, I don't really. If you enjoyed it, I really don't want to hear from you. Actually, <laughs> that would be my preference. I, I think we were doing so well until we got to the end. Keep it to yourself if you enjoyed it. Um, Nickel Pyro, man. Go visit our website, though. That's fine. It's enemyslime.com. There's more of this stuff. A lot of it. This is becoming a <laughs> habit now. <laughs> Go listen to our past podcast. Subscribe on iTunes for your weekly <laughs> dose. <laughs> and, uh... Once again, we're not the ones that made the game. We're just telling the listener what happened in Nekopara. We're... Yeah. That's true. That's true. Jay so played really, the game so that no one else would have to. Right. So really, <laughs> it, was a, it was a public service. It was a public we're, service. We're heroes. All right. Well, these are your heroes uh, signing off. Thank you for joining us tonight. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And, uh, and before anyone says anything else, we're out. 